You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> we don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact that you knew there were two underscores before the to at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. Welcome back to another episode of Hoop and Holler. I'm your host, Eddie Sun, joined by Reagan Griffin Jr. and Julio Martinez. Today we have one of our patented proprietary drafts coming up for you, talking about TV personalities because of the latest news of ESPN scrapping the jump and coming up with the new studio show that's NBA-focused. But we'll explain that later. Before we get into that, let's talk about some news that happened this past week, starting with Minnesota in a constant state of turmoil, firing their GM. Um, Gerson Rosas is out for a multitude of reasons. Some of it could have been, you know, some office um, misconduct, let's just say that. And some of it could be, you know, people were saying that he ran a very tight ship and was very hard on his staff. And, of course, part of it is also that he just was not a good GM. The team was not winning. They were damn near paying luxury tax for a team that was the worst in the league. So... I don't know. Do you, um, you? I guess Julio, you have thoughts about so it. So you almost sound like you think this was the right move. Yeah. Okay. So let, let, right. let me let me let me just start the discussion there. Number one, if your if your best player has now come out twice saying that he didn't know about two two huge moves that directly affects him and his future stay and success potential success with the franchise if there if if that's happened twice already in in his stint where he's been vocal about it when uh they fired the coach without his you know I'm not not saying without his consent but without you know h- him having any say mm-hmm. and uh firing the GM without you know asking him or, or saying hey cat you're the best player you you're our foundational piece of our franchise what do you think about this we're thinking about moving in this direction now that you know minnesota has new ownership um that's a problem and and you you can't you can't just brush over that even if uh i I know reagan sent in a screenshot uh of a report saying that cat isn't going to ask out unless he's like he loves minnesota more than anything ever in his life you can't tell me that this man isn't gonna ask out. My bad, my bad, my bad. Just keep talking. Just keep. I don't you, know you, what the fuck you, going on. you you can't you can't tell me that Cat isn't gonna ask out soon. Whether and I don't. How many years does he have on his contract? I want to say like four or three. Three. Okay. So you can't just like making these moves unilaterally, unilaterally without his uh uh you know say that that's a problem. That's a problem, especially when you're trash. So that that's just gonna give him more, like my phone bugging. My bad. No, uh, it's okay. That's good. That, that that's just gonna give him more, like, hey, you should consult me on these things. I should be consulted, and it's kind of a slap in the face when you don't. So number first, it was with the coach. Second, it's the GM. 
A, if you don't consult him, that's a problem. B, and the even larger point, if you had any inkling on whether or not you were going to fire this man and replace him, obviously, with the new ownership coming in, how about we do that before the offseason? <laughs> Did you not think of that? Hey, I'm going to just let the, my GM make all these moves in the offseason that, you know, and, and I may fire him after. If, oh my God, if you don't agree with his kind of strategy to where wherever he's leading the franchise, why the hell would you let him have an offseason of, of making moves? That's not what it was about. Jose. That's stupid. <laughs> That's dumb. He didn't get fired because they didn't like him as a GM. Let's have a talk about. Uh, but are you telling me that those things that you're about to bring up didn't or, or just came up now? I don't know what the situation was. All, I was going to say this because I was thinking about this last night. If people want drama in the NBA and in sports, it's to be had. There's pockets of it. We don't have to create it like, dude, beef between James yeah. Harden and Giannis. We, yeah. It's some shit going on behind the scenes because that man got fired because of inappropriate relationship as they defined it. I think that's why. And you just found out now, like there were no. I would of... assume that something came to a head. The way that these things tend to go, that it wasn't an issue, but then it ended up rearing itself in the office space in a way that it shouldn't have, and that's why they went in the direction that they did. I that's all speculation, but just you know, knowing how corporations and shit tend to operate, they tend to turn a blind eye to this stuff until it's like, oh, well, you can't bring it into this space. Um, so I would assume that would be what happened. So. Who knows, man? Yeah, Who knows? I don't know. That franchise is just a shit show. It is a shit oh, show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ain't a, ain't a, yeah, it's a shit show for and sure. Kat, and and look, I don't I don't like Cat as much as I know Eddie, and I don't know about you, Reagan, but I don't like Cat as much as you guys do. But he should get the hell out of there, and he deserves better. And you can't tell me otherwise. He deserves I agree. better. He I agree. Better. Obviously, I agree. But yeah, and it's funny because Gerson was the type of dude because he was Daryl Morey's assistant for you know many years, and you know I thought he was gonna. If, if nothing else, like he'll be a smart GM in, in Minnesota and maybe ownership would mess around and not give him the leeway to make his moves. But it just turned out that he wasn't a good general manager. Like he didn't make good personnel decisions. Like in hindsight, the, the Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell trade might have been, you know, that, that forfeited them another lottery pick might not have been a good decision. They, you know, spent a lot of money on really bad rosters. So, yeah, it's like he, he just wasn't really a good GM. And, and you know, the latest news about him running a type of franchise where all of his employees or staff or many of them were like, I haven't had a vacation day in two years. Like, well, yeah, no shit. People are going to hate you, you know. So Let them finish out of the playing tournament. That you that man is going to ask for a trade. He's the next one. Julio. He's the next I one. I just want to say. He's the next one. Since we've had like started this podcast, you've told me three people were going to demand a trade. You told me Bradley Beal were going to demand a trade. And he will. Zach Levine was going to demand a trade. And Carl Anthony Towns is going to demand a trade. Not a single no, no, one no. of them. I've said Dame. And Dame. I, I, didn't, I didn't say Cat. Well, now you've said Cat. Now I've said Cat. None of and those people will. have demanded trades. It will happen. None of them. It will happen. Not a single one. It, and, you know, this should uh, definitely be an episode. Uh, uh, and we'll get to it. We might get to it later with the Ben Simmons stuff and how the NBA may step in. Um, but there was a stat. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Marks? Uh, I think he dropped an article in The Athletic saying that only five out of the last 32 All-Stars since 2017 have actually demanded a trade. And that mm. more 
uh, free agency is, is like just changing now. You know how star players used to do like one year deals yeah. and, and become a free agent so they could have freedom. Mm -hmm. Now they're just signing extensions like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then asking for trades, but, but that's another discussion for another day. But he will ask, like they will ask for. I'm trades. just saying, you offer right now, bro. How much, you, like, bro? You offer, bro. <laughs> You're offer, you offer whatever. I'm willing to put a hundred dollars on a hundred dollars. Yes. On what specifically? That half of those players will ask for trades. In what time frame? In the next three years. That four, two of the four of Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns. Dame and Dame will ask for yes hundred dollars. That's interesting. That's interesting because I don't think Dame's gonna go anywhere by trade. I don't think Zach Levine's gonna go anywhere. Yeah, by Julio's trade. opening his wallet, so you know he's confident. Shoot, him and finna bring the watch out. He was like, "Yeah, it don't matter to me. What time is it?" Oh shit! It's a bunch of ones. Yeah, I don't know what you just smacked on the table. No, I, I smacked my card or my change. cash app on the table. Is this man really about to pull out a $100 bill on me? I don't have a $100 bill. I have 20s. But you get the point. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's. Let's. I mean, I feel like we've exhausted the Minnesota stuff. Like, the conclusion is always they, they don't know how to run a franchise up there. Yeah. But let's move on to the Warriors, who who has been um occasionally tilting toward this direction of a kind of a, a shit show franchise yeah. as well. Because in the past week, we had Joe Lacob come out. And apparently this was supposed to be off the record is what was supposed to happen. But the San Francisco Chronicle published some things that he said talking about, like, I don't basically saying like he would love Ben Simmons or he thinks Ben Simmons is a good player, but he doesn't want him because, or he said the exact quotes, we it, it's a problem because we have Draymond, which is, which is like such a weird way to frame it. Um, and then you have, um, was it two days ago when the news came out that Andrew Wiggins is still not vaccinated and that he doesn't want to get vaccinated unless he's, no. like, literally forced to. But, I mean, he is kind of being forced to because you can't play, like, professional basketball in California. In... San Francisco and New York. Yeah. I think it's all of California, though, right? Are you sure? Yeah, where if you are partaking in, like, an activity with, like, a big crowd or something, you have to be fully vaccinated to play. And Toronto. You can't go to Toronto and mm. play. That's oh, yeah. another thing. That's the, like, No, no, the away travel. teams are okay. The, yeah, if the home a, teams are the problem. Yeah. I, I read something the other day that was just like it, like 90% of the NBA is vaccinated, but the other 10% can't go play in Toronto. Hmm. I mean, oh, that makes so, sense because Canada yeah. has like strict like stricter rules. rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, but point being, there's a like a very real possibility that Andrew Wiggins just won't be able to play or practice with the team and play home games and only yeah. like play road games if the team would even, you know, allow that if that's what the yeah. circumstance comes to. But in a, you know, more transactional turn of events, the Warriors signed Avery Bradley to a training camp deal. And I think they signed someone else, too. I forgot. But basically, yeah, they're going to be competing for the 15th spot. Exactly. So all of that news came out in the past week. So I don't I like I don't even know what what takeaways are to be had from, you know, all of this stuff coming out. Yeah. So so number one with the Avery Bradley stuff, he's like one of my not maybe not one of my favorite players in the NBA, but I just love how hard he plays. You don't love how hard he plays? That man plays so hard. <laughs> no, just the idea that Avery Bradley, like the statement, Avery Bradley is one of my favorite oh, players in the oh. NBA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he just plays so hard, and, and he's so, you know, selfless uh, when it comes to, you know, being on, um, you know, winning teams. But uh, moving on to the Wiggins stuff, so I think it's so, so interesting. And number one, it didn't come out two days ago. He actually said last year uh, when COVID, you know, during the season, 
um, that he said, I would never, ever take the vaccine. He said it last year. Yeah, yeah. And so I first heard that, um, I think two weeks ago, I listened to this uh, show, Eddie knows it, Lakers Nation. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, not Lakers Nation, NBA front office show. Um, and they were, he, he, the guy who, who does the show was just talking about it. And I was like, well, that's going to be a problem because the, the two mo most, um, I guess, uh, strict cities, strictest cities in, in the, in the NBA is San Francisco and New York. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if this creates pressure for management and the executives in, in the Warriors organization, uh, pressure for them to trade him. Uh, I don't know if that kills his value a little bit at least because they know that they may want to trade him. So I, I feel like that's going to be a fascinating story to follow uh, for the Warriors. And then uh, for the last thing, for the Ben Simmons thing, bro, who does that help? That doesn't help anyone. And I guess it makes sense that you said that he thought it was going to be off record, mm -hmm. not on the record. But still, like, Shut your mouth, bro. Let the GM do do whatever the GM's gonna do, and the owner go be the owner and sit up in your suite and like don't have an opinion, bro. Like I'm sorry, but stop. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, just the idea of like off the record. I I don't. As a journalist, if I were on the other side of things, I would never trust off the record. I'm like, there's no such thing as off the record. You'll <laughs> take anything that I say in an interaction with you, can and will be used against me. So I'm not. That's besides the point. Point being, a I don't really understand. The idea that Draymond and Ben Simmons couldn't fit together, I keep saying it. High IQ basketball players on the same court will figure that it out. That might be another topic. For another day, yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would call the Warriors a shit show. Like, the Wiggins stuff isn't ideal, but... It's, it's not. It, it's like, like yeah, it, it's not Minnesota bad. Yeah. Um, no, nothing's Minnesota bad. On the, on the Wiggins thing, I just... Black people have a long history with medicine and experimentation and these things have been disseminated to the point where there's a lot of black people, particularly African-Americans, that have a distrust in medicine. And I understand that. But in the same vein, it's like there are certain hills to die on and there's certain hills that it's like it don't make sense to die on when literally everybody's getting the vaccine. So if you want to say, like, the government has conspiracy against every fucking body, perhaps. I wouldn't put it past our government. We can get into that. But it's like... <laughs> Probably not. Like, just just get the vaccine. I, I don't I don't get people who don't want to get vaccinated. It's protecting yourself. It's protecting your loved ones. Go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. That's look at look at Reagan giving his PSA. Hey man. But yeah, I I just I don't like it's obviously it's just weird because I I would never imagine Andrew Wiggins to be like you know the one that would be sort of vocal about this, you know, because he, <laughs> yeah. he's never, like, vocal he's so about quiet, yeah. anything, right? But I don't know. Yeah. I guess pe people are surprising. But he here's the line to draw between the Ben Simmons and Andrew Wiggins stuff. If you're the Warriors and Andrew, and, like, this is going to be a problem, right, with Andrew Wiggins, well, guess what? Like, Ben Simmons is on the table, and even though in the past I was like, I don't know if I would do that deal. That's not a fair trade. Like, obviously not one for one, but – if Wiggins can't play home games and, you know, this is what you're going to have to deal with throughout the season and he doesn't change his mind and Ben Simmons is on the table and he's been linked with the Warriors, well, you know, it, it kind of just plays itself out. Like, look, you might just have to. And and it, it almost sounds like I'm saying the Warriors are backing themselves into a Ben Simmons deal. Like, no, of course a Ben Simmons deal would be good for them, but it makes it even less complicated if you have the Wiggins-like drama 
and you have Ben Simmons who's going to be available. Well, look, you're like you know, it's it's like it's basically set up for Lacob and Bob Myers and all of those people to just make the deal happen, because like again, Philly doesn't want to deal with a disgruntled Ben Simmons who won't report to training camp, and the Warriors won't want to deal with an Andrew Wiggins, you know, who um is not going to comply with you know COVID and vaccine regulations, and if he wants to do that, at least Pennsylvania for now doesn't have you know rules and shit like that. So I don't know. I feel like that potential solution becomes more clear if you know both players on on either side has has these sort of complications. Are you making that trade though? Like just one for one? No, 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 no. No, no, no I don't think like if you if you throw in like Wiseman, if you throw in I don't know Moody and the other dude. You don't have to give up you both don't have of to them. Give up both okay, them, yeah. then Moody and a future pick. I would think of, I just, yes. I don't even know if if Ben Simmons is worth that much at this point. Bro. Like wow. not like not like wow. not 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 like Ben Simmons is worth that much. But like But you're saying people are offering? Yeah, I, like, I, like like some, the, the, what's going to happen with Ben Simmons is that everybody thinks that he's not worth shit right now, so nobody's going to offer shit until one team is going to we're going to give you a little bit less than what he's actually worth and that's going to be t- the team that gets Ben Simmons. He's not going to get traded for like a bum ass package like James Harden. I still don't know how that happened, but there's no way that a player of his caliber at his age that's going to be tied to the team for as long as he's going to be won't go for a a, a, t- a deal that makes sense. There's you can't tell me no you way. wouldn't rather have Ben Simmons and Draymond Green. You can have both. Yeah, and on the Warriors, I'd rather have Draymond. But gonna- all, all, all I'm saying is that the Sixers not going to want uh, James Wiseman when they have Joel Embiid. So, well, it's it's it's, I mean, it's not about what they want, right? It's about what they can extract out of whatever value Ben Simmons has left, given that. You know the the leverage has sort of like played itself. Not to out. mention the fact that it's like, yo, James Wiseman. Ideally, like, yeah, he's probably not going to get a ton of run. But what they were able to do with Joel Embiid over the past couple of years in developing his game, and granted, he outsourced for that as well, working with Hakeem Olajuwon and whatnot. But it's like, yeah, your player development clearly can make a center out of somebody who was pretty raw. So why not like you know, Nerlens Noel? That was a different regime. And that was and, a different regime. And Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, out of Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor. And just, who was the other dude? Rashawn Holmes. He was also a Rashawn Holmes. Hey, he turned out to be nice. And Michael Carter-Williams? Great center. Elite <laughs> center. Um, no, but point being, I, 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 don't, I don't understand the notion that Ben Simmons and um, Draymond Green can't fit together. They're both so smart. And it's like, they yeah, are. You, you, like, yeah, they kind of overlap in a lot of respects, but because they're so smart, they can fill other roles, like alternating yeah. between the uh, the short role and the dunker spot. Like, yeah, they could yeah. do that. There's I, no I mean, reason why they couldn't. And we talked about this before, so I'm not going to go too long with it. Yeah. But I, I wonder in this today's NBA high-powered offense whether you can – Afford to have two non-shooters With on the floor, Steph and Clay. But but, yeah, the thing, and Clay, but it's not. A, but it's not even the non-shooters part. Like, can you have two? Non-scoring mentality players on the floor. When you when, because, I mean, because they used to play with Draymond and Bogut. Yeah, but that was 2016, and it worked. That I don't, 2016 I, team would still excel in today's NBA. I think that team only gets like 55 wins and like a conference finals exit. Maybe. Um, I, I mean, that team has a better chance of winning than this team. So. Yeah, I I mean I agree. I'm just saying like, and then fill and then replace Bogut Ben Simmons, bro. And plus, it's like again, I like you said, we rehashed this already, so there's no need to go too deep into it. But if you literally said Ben Simmons, you get layups, take them. 
anything else if you're uncomfortable with it. But, but you just have you to really it. trust that he's going to take those. Because, like, it's easy to be say, Bro, he like, missed. Hey. He, he, he had a shitty decision on one layup. But, but let's be real, though. His entire career, especially in big moments, he shies away from Shy. scoring the ball. And Draymond literally will have an open layup and kick it out to the, you know, contested corner three that That's fact. Steph Curry has, which is, you know, sometimes a good decision. But, like, they're both oriented in, like, they're kind of like, you know, to be scientific, if if the basket was like water, they're like hydrophobic players. You know, they're like, they don't, they don't, they don't like, these they don't like the basket. Me, bro. Anyways, I don't know. That just popped into my mind. I feel like I had to throw it out there. But let's move on to this draft. Yes, we sir. Got. Um, I mentioned earlier that the news came out, I think, a couple weeks ago or like last week that the NBA is, or sorry, ESPN is scrapping NBA The Jump because whether they didn't like it or whether, you know, Rachel Nichols and whatever and all that. Um, and then replacing it with a show that on first look seemed to me just like the jump 2.0. Like they have Kendrick Perkins, they have Richard Jefferson, they have Vince Carter. Um, who else do they have? I'm missing a name, right? Malika. Oh, yeah. Well, they basically replaced Rachel with Malika. So in my mind, I'm like, this is literally the jump, the jump 2.0, which like the jump was a good show when it started in like 2016 or whatever, but it slowly devolved into like really meaningless discourse. But hopefully, you know, they, they change up the format a little bit. Like, I hope it ends up being, like, NFL Live. And I know, like, Reagan, you're a big fan of, you yeah. know, how ESPN did that's that. The, that's the best show on ESPN they have right now. a great mix of, like, first of all, Laura Rutledge is a great host, you know, very, very personable. But also, you got a good mix of, like, argument, um, you know, lively discussion between, like, Mina and, like, Marcus Spears and, and Dan Orlovsky and all those people. But you also have, you know, good good analysts that aren't going to dumb down how they see the game and you know what they see just because they want to attract clicks perhaps an audience that you yeah. know is, might not is, understand yeah exactly right. yeah that's yeah. what i don't i mean i'm gonna i'm, I'm i was yeah, about we, to step on my soapbox we, we can't no and we can discuss that afterwards yeah because uh, our picks will kind of reflect on facts, how we feel facts but because i don't know about you like how did you guys feel about like what espn proposed just real quickly for With the, the new show? show yeah i'm i don't watch espn I mean, so it's a, it's a bunch it's a bunch of the same shit, um, outside of one person, and I will keep that one person out of it. I just I'm not a fan of everybody. Like Malika Andrews is fine because she would just be the host. Mm -hmm. So, it, uh, but you know, outside of her, everyone else is just like, eh. Yeah. I don't want to. All right, I'll I'll point one person out. Kendrick Perkins like tires me out so much. Like he's trying to be Charles Barkley in a sense where he's funny and. You know, he he has a big personality, and he says a lot of things loudly and says, carry the hell on. You don't like his food metaphors for players? No, they're they're funny sometimes. They're funny, but it's like, come on. I don't know. I don't right, know. Yeah, I, I'm with you to an extent. I, I feel like, you remember, I think I brought this up to y'all not too long ago, but we, um, when me and you met Marcellus Wiley, Julio, and like, yes. you know, when, you know, Marcellus Wiley is Marcellus Wiley. Mm -hmm. Like some things he does, I dislike other things he does. But he offered a piece of advice that I thought was really insightful. And that was like, if you're going to do sports media, don't do the job or do what you think the job is. Be the job. And I feel like there's elements of Kendrick Perkins that like does the job while looking like he's trying to be the job, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, the, the elements where he brings in the analogies and like, that's funny. That's him. Mm -hmm. But then like everything else is like trying to be Stephen A. Smith or Charles Barkley yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, I, I I think he would be a better analyst if he just kind of like 
presented 100% of himself mm-hmm. and not tried to do the job. And it, it's a better show when you sprinkle in those types of things instead of having them as like like three panelists days out of the five weeks. Yeah, three, 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 yeah, days, three days out of the five, five days yeah. and they're leading the show. It's like, I don't want to hear his voice, you, you know, just plain and simple <laughs> every, you know, the for the two hours or for however long it is. But mm-hmm. well, let's get to it. Yeah. So because we are all sort of mildly disappointed by this ESPN production decision, we have decided to come up with our own pool of analysts to choose from. Hire for us. Our own four-person lineup for this hypothetical NBA TV analysis show. Um, and that is how we will be drafting it. So the order will be Julio, you're going first, right? Yeah. And then Eddie. Reagan, you're going second. Oh yeah, yeah. Reagan, yeah, Reagan is going second. Eddie, I'll yeah. be going last, but this is a snake draft. So and and I kind of yeah. I, I just want to preface it with this. I kind of struggled with this because, you know, as much as we talk about like like Stephen A. and how those shows are, you know, go- going to the wayside now, mm-hmm. it's like you. This is TV. So you still needed to be kind of entertaining. like entertaining, right? right? So that was the kind of uh, uh, element where I, I was struggling a little bit, and you know, just developing my list was was hard within it, itself. It is certainly easier to point to what we see as the problem than it is to try to address what yes. we think the solution mm-hmm. is. For yes, sure. yes. Before we get into it, I also do want to shout out um, what was the JJ Reddick podcast. Now is the old man in the three because they really like or the at the forefront of like yeah when we do the show we do drafts and whatnot so like i will say like that's that's like a hallmark of our show like that kind of comes from them to an extent and jj reddick obviously retired this week so shout out shout out to him good career appreciate you for shooting that thing (laughs) but uh yeah let's go ahead jump in man all right um i just want to say one thing jj reddick probably had the most transformative like reputation throughout like from college to like retirement of any player that i remember but yeah, it's kind of like mutually hated to like because I folks folks thought he was like a Duke white boy, and then he became like you know he got a sleeve like tattoos, and then all of a sudden everyone <laughs> loved him, and he started doing podcasts. And yeah, shit. it was the podcast, honestly. Um, did it, but yeah. From so the fans perspective, yeah. This is so tough. How much how much time do we want to give? Do we want to fast pace? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Thank you for reminding me. Let's do. Uh, I can keep like track. fifteen seconds each. Fifteen. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Twenty fast. or damn tw- twenty. Twenty. 20? Okay. okay, I yeah. can keep track. Um, oh, you can keep track? Yeah, okay. I'll just use the clock up there. Yeah. But He's going to give himself 45 seconds. Let's get it started. <laughs> All right. With All right. the first pick in the NBA TV analyst draft, Julio Martinez selects. Or no, Julio Martinez, you're on the clock. There you go. That's, that's how they do it. I mean, this is so tough. And, you know, strategy comes into play, too. Um, give me Rajon Rondo. Mm, wow. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't even have him. This is definitely the first name that I wanted, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if I if, if, if I should have drafted another, him first. That's another. That's the strategy that I'm comes gonna, into I'm play. I'm gonna take a page out of your book and just take the guys that I know I want. All right. And women. All right, go. Um, Phil Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. I didn't even. Yeah. Gonna be the most boring. Phil Jackson <laughs> is not boring to listen to. Phil Jackson right. has most. We'll get to it. We'll get With to it. With the third pick in the NBA TV analyst draft, Eddie's son selects Draymond Green. I knew Fuck. that. That's the name. That's the name that I knew. I just knew yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, I knew he should have went him first, honestly, because I wanted Draymond, and I knew I you were gonna get Draymond. I didn't want Draymond. Right. Fuck out of here. Oh, I'm on the clock again. With huh? the yeah. with the fourth pick in the NBA TV analyst draft, Eddie's son selects. Hmm. 
This is tough. I didn't think past Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to Draymond. Steph. <laughs> I th- <laughs> Clay. Clay. <laughs> KD. <laughs> Um, I will Give select. Me equal dollar. Give me equal. Do- <laughs> Bro, we gotta add that sound. Go, <laughs> go. I will select Jalen Rose. Jalen. Okay, Rose. that's a good one. It's, that's it's really a good. that's, that's a, good a good one. Yeah. Um, my next pick is gonna be Candace Parker. She's a good one. See, I was, I was uh, that's a name I thought and, and With the third pick or with the sixth pick in the NBA TV analyst draft, I select, and this is a a fun name. Um, and he will mesh. Well or not well, which will be entertaining. Your time is up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Chris Paul. Mm. Oh, so him okay. and Rondo are just. <laughs> no, that, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. All right, all right. So I, I'm I'm on the clock again yeah. for the seventh pick. Um, give me another dude that I really actually like watching. Uh, I don't know if they canceled this show, mm-hmm. but um, give me KG. Oh, Ooh. that's a good one. I forgot about him. They gonna all hate each other. <laughs> like they gonna all hate each other. All right. Um, give me. I'm kind of torn between two names, but we get four, right? Yep. So I can probably get both. Give me Dwayne Wade. Mm, good yeah. name. All right, I'm on the clock, and this person's a natural at doing the media job. So give me Shanae Ogumike. Mm. Okay. Yeah, she's really good. Um. Oh yeah, you're on the clock again. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh now I have choices. Let's see. I think I'm gonna pick this dude because I feel like this is not like how we see him right now. But something tells me that like he's actually really good at doing TV stuff, mm-hmm. and that's Shams. So I'm gonna pick up Shams. Okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. I feel like if he was signed to like ESPN or like Fox or something that. He would be like really good at doing TV stuff, but he's on like a stupid deal with Stadium or whatever company that is, and he does like video stuff for them, but no one watches him. With Reagan's last pick, he selects. Give me Rashad Phillips. And I know I was talking about him earlier, but dude's one of the best basketball minds out there right now. That's fact. Man, ah, uh, I've been trying to decide between these three names uh, for like the last twenty minutes. Um. Give me, and this is a guy that I didn't think I would like him as a host, but after seeing him for the last few weeks as the host, I thought he he didn't do a bad job at keeping it entertaining and uh, throwing in some jokes, but also like keeping things in check. Um, Richard Jefferson. Okay. Oh, was yeah. he was he hosting the job? Yep. Oh, yeah. There was a uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a. Learn. Okay, so that finalizes the. So teams. can can we can we throw out some names that I really wanted to yeah, choose yeah, that yeah, I yeah. had on my so, uh, the other two names that I was deciding between my last two picks that I really wanted but I don't know uh, was Matt Barnes because um, I I really like how he he's just really different on TV than people expect him to be he's really like his tone is soft he's uh i don't know just with with all his neck tattoos you would expect him to be something different than what he is but he's actually a good analyst what is that supposed to mean what do you mean? mean by that i don't know he just seems like a dude that would just come and yell at, at hey man you know, don't and, judge a book by its cover i know i know yeah. so um so and then the other name was tim legler that mm. i yeah, really really good. love he's good. as an analyst and he doesn't get enough credit or, or uh just people don't watch him yeah. enough no, cuz i think he's kind of boring ESPN right? puts him on like the most yeah. It's like the Time after slides. the game, like yeah. when everybody's going when nobody's nobody's watching. Yeah. But he just, just brings in some good insight. Dropping dimes. And then other 
uh, other two names. The other two names that I really was considering. First one's first one is uh, Earl Watson. Oh, really? Earl Watson is a dude that you know I've met in person a few times. I used to play for Earl Watson Elite. Um, uh, that that was my AAU team or one of them. And then Flight flex. yeah, and, and then <laughs> just watching him on TV, I, I think he just brings like a calm, cool, collected, and just like he, he as a point guard, he just reminds me as one of those dudes who got into the NBA off of his basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another dude is Greg Anthony. Greg mm-hmm. Anthony is is uh. He's been, you know, on, on the NBA TV show for a while with, I forgot, those, um, what was the shooter? Oh, Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott, yeah. yeah. And a bunch of other people. And, and the show is kind of boring, which is why I kind of leaned away from him. But he's another dude that really brings a lot of insight to, to basketball when I watch. Hmm. Yeah. So a couple of names for me. Um, one was Devin Williams. I figured I didn't want to overlap between – Rashad Phillips and Devin Williams because they kind of operate in the same lane. Um, Rashad's just a little bit more media trained than Devin is. I don't think Devin really wants to do TV like that. Yeah. Um, but de- kind of same kind of basketball savantness or at least addict, like basketball addict to where he has good insight. Um, I thought about Taylor Rooks, but yeah, I didn't get with Taylor Rooks. If you, mm-hmm. if someone else would have picked up, because it was important for me to have a woman on the show. Yeah. If someone else were to get Candace Parker, then I would have picked up Taylor Rooks. Um Obviously, they operate in two different lanes, but I would yeah. probably had Taylor Rooks host it. But since, yeah, I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one was Kenny Beecham. And this is one that okay. y'all two probably you, – are you familiar with Kenny? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. So Kenny Beecham, I think, is, like, really interesting and just, like, he really ca- – he came up from YouTube. And now he's, like, picking up the media thing really, really quickly. It's kind of impressive. And he's one of the examples that I point to when I say, yeah – you want to do media, you really don't have to go to journalism school. You yeah. know, like you can just pick this shit up like fairly quickly. Um, because he's really good. He's an improving interviewer. He has a lot of basketball acumen about him. Basketball, like history, like dude's like fucking on it. Like he knows everything that's ever happened in the history of basketball. So I think Kenny Beecham, you know, perhaps he's on track for that one day down the line, but he's definitely, in terms of like Gen Z and millennials, like he's mm. probably like the best basketball analyst media personality out right now yeah like people our age like know exactly. him through the youtube stuff and exactly. maybe not the older people but yeah. yeah i mean he's also entertaining too he so is. that's a good one um i'm with julio on the greg anthony one like tnt and, and that you know that company always hides him like below the reggie millers but yep. he's probably the most knowledge one or at least the one that's like best able to articulate like his knowledge i think on tv or or in studio like you guys can just understand the the how tv producers essentially pick these people when you have or when they consistently choose to have chris weber over like and and i'm not saying you you know they're i don't even know if they're the same but i i hear him more and i see him more on, on like calling games him over a guy like Greg Anthony, like you already know what it's about. Yeah. You already know what it's about. Name, so just name recognition. And so I, I just, I, I don't know. Whenever I I listen to him, I just feel like I always learn something or see something that I, I didn't see before. So yeah. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to throw out Brent Berry. He's like a like assistant GM now or something, but he was really good on Where? TV. I think in Detroit. Maga Berry? No, that's Rick. No, no, no. That's that's, Rick. <laughs> his, that's his, his son Brent. Oh, his son is Brent Berry. He did like TV for a bunch of years, but Mag. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an old joke, bro. I don't even. Do we know how he's politically aligned? 
Brent? It, it don't matter. No, Rick, it, I mean, it oh. does matter. Oh, yeah. Rick, don't get me wrong. It Rick, matters, Rick but pulled up to Trump rallies and everything. Okay, so he is Maga yeah. Berry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maga Rick Berry. Like, that's where the, that's where the joke <laughs> came from. Um, I had, okay, so I really like Zach Lowe, but he's extremely, like, mm. uncharismatic. But he's also, like, he's like he's really smart, and he got his, you know, foot in the door of doing basketball stuff through, you know, when, like, Grant Lind and, and um, Bill Simmons was at ESPN, and he was just, like, a basketball writer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's equal part, like, analysis and also equal parts, like, pros. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's one of those dudes that I, like, really enjoy, but he maybe not, like, the best TV guy. Mm-hmm. Um Marcus Thompson, he's, you know, Bay Area okay, dude. Okay, yeah, Marcus is cool. Like, Marcus is such an awesome reporter, and he forges, like, great relationships with athletes. So, like, when you think about you want people in shows that can connect to athletes well, like, Marcus Thompson is one of those dudes. The only thing is, like, people don't really maybe know him outside of, like, people in the Bay Area who read, you know, read a lot of sports stuff. So maybe, like, people would be like, like who is this dude? He's, he's cool people. He's awesome. And then I was looking at some hosts like Steve or Steve Jones Jr. on Dunker Spot. He does okay. you know, the the podcast. Nikias is another one. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to say him. Well, no, I, I actually th- that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of people on you know the the corners of Twitter and things like that. But mm-hmm. you do have to think about, unfortunately, like who knows these people, right? Like it's how TV. do you, how yeah. do you how do you reach like the most people? Mm-hmm. But Steve Jones Jr. is one of those guys. He was an assistant coach. Like you know he has some credibility there. And then some hosts I was thinking about. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like Monica McNutt and uh, like yes. Katie Nolan. Yes. Um, yes. I'm yes. a I'm a big fan of both of them. Like Monica's I think really good. Like Monica's awesome. She she does a lot of like WNBA stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of Katie Nolan. I know some people like don't like that sort of personality, but I think she's really funny. Mm-hmm. And then also this is the one that surprised me the most. I used to think Adam Lefko was like really corny. But then he used to do. I don't like him. And then he started hosting like the the other TNT like game nights that when they were out, Johnson yeah. with yeah. with D Wade and Candace Parker. Yep. And I was just like very surprised at how like not corny he was at hosting the show. I so I, I probably wouldn't have picked him, but I threw him in there just because I'm surprised. So you would you would choose him over a guy like Ernie? Yeah, just because like I don't want to pick geriatric dudes on my show like no no disrespect but like nah. i feel like you have to think younger with you do you do, you do. over the show you do. You do. and it's like i think ernie works really well with like kenny and shack and and yeah barkley but if you put ernie with like anyone else it, it would be sort of different yeah so so can i uh or can we talk about i'm gonna throw one more name out before yeah, go you, ahead go ahead uh, mike schmitz would have been pretty cool I yeah mm-hmm. mike schmitz. so i'm very very interested in knowing your guys's kind of mentality strategy like which cones you wanted to knock down um and, and just talk about like what what pillars essentially you wanted to hit and, and make sure you uh, tease make sure you wanted to cross so um at least for me um i kind of wanted to take a page out of shows that or, or aspects of shows that i like or, or enjoy um and number one the, the first show that kind of uh came to my head was the I Am Athlete podcast. So the thing about that show that I really like is that you have four four dudes who, you know, they're all really close friends. Um, they all played in the league. But they disagree with each other on so many damn topics. Mm-hmm. And they get heated. And, and, you know, part of it is TV. But they get heated on serious topics that, you know, people wouldn't, you know, normal friends wouldn't typically disagree on Mm -hmm. or that you would think they would disagree on. But at the end of the day, 
they're still like friends and brothers and, you know, they can talk about serious topics. So um, that that's one thing I, I did want to get to. And the other thing was the Shaq and Charles Barkley dynamic. Mm-hmm. That dynamic of them just going at each other. And yeah, I know they always talk about rings and uh, um, and they always talk about the fight and they like wrestle. And it's like, it's all jokes, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a dynamic. I, I wanted to get at least two people who are not afraid to go at each other. And Chris the Paul and Rondo. Yeah. Do and, you, and do you think they would go at each other though? Like post retirement, like playing days? I think so. I think it maybe not like they would walk into it like, yeah, I don't fuck with you and you don't fuck with me, but we're on the show together. But let Chris Paul say something that Rondo didn't on national to. TV. Right. And like, he Rondo's would go back. not going for that. He would go back. Exactly. Like, yeah. They, I mean, something's just bound to happen. I, yeah. I feel like it's two and, dudes that are very like, Maybe not rigid, but like ten toes on what they think, right? And they're like, if they disagree, they're gonna say something about it. And neither one of them is really one to back down. And the thing about them is that they just bring so much more basketball into like than Charles and Shaq. Like it's yeah. not even, it's not even close. All of your people do really. It, yeah, it's not even close. And then um, the other thing that I wanted to get on my show is someone who's like tough. Or, or, like, not scared to ask tough questions. And I feel like that's KG. Yeah. That, that's easily KG. And when he, when I, I don't know if you guys have watched Area 21, like, his show. Yeah. He's just, like, he's so dynamic. Like, he gets up out of his chair, and he's like, oh, and he's, like, loud. But he, he's, like, not scared to say things that you may not agree with, you know? He had, like, the cuss button. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I... When I when I think of my show, I don't think of like a desk and they're all sitting like straight and, and I I think more of a and I know it's TV, I think more of a I am athlete type like they thing. sit on couches yeah type like thing. all the smoke when they're interviewing uh, um, AI st- stuff like that. I mean, you there's know? no reason that an NBA pre halftime and post game show can't look like that exactly other than, like precedent right? exactly. There's yeah. no reason why I so that. That's where that that's kind of the inspirations that drove me to choose uh, Rondo, CP, KG, and uh, Richard Jefferson. See, the thing that I'm just curious about, and we can move on to the other teams in a minute, was that your first two picks are dudes that are still in the league, and we've never seen Draymond still in the league. Yeah, but we've but I'm saying like we've seen Draymond do TV stuff for like that's a couple fair. years now. We've I don't think Rajon and Chris Paul has ever done like TV analyst shows. Like we've obviously see CP on yeah. TV a lot. Yeah, I, I'd say that's definitely but a like, minus in my category. But, but you think that they can naturally translate to? I think so. I think so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I said, media is not hard to learn. It's really not. Like, just figure out, like again, how you can kind of be the job. Um, want me to do my team? Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. So I started with Phil Jackson. I took the the page Zen out master. Of, yeah, the Zen master. I took a page out of Julio's book and just took the person that I wanted, even though I knew I also wanted Draymond Green. Phil Jackson was like the name that occurred to me. Is like I gotta have Phil. And yes, while I think we should be thinking younger, I think it's also important to have at least one person who's gonna have like a broader perspective of how things have evolved. Um, and Phil Jackson having obviously, you know, Coach Jordan, Coach Kobe, um, tried the management thing with the Knicks a while back. He's just been around the game for so long that he would have a really good perspective. That's actually my host, um, just because he's not really that animated to like be doing all the analysis stuff and entertainment, but I think he'd be a really good level head to kind of keep everybody on the same path towards the same goal. Um, and he a really cool voice too. And what, I think, what happens when he starts talking about triangle offense? 
and like how I mean, I think that'll be an interesting perspective to have because I'm sure there's element like as things evolve, it always becomes the case where elements of certain things are implemented in other things. So I'm willing to bet like, yeah, you can go even something as simple as like a uh, God, what's the play called? Split action. Like that's kind of a triangle. That's there's elements of triangle offense in that. So I think he would have an interesting perspective on just like, okay, here's tidbits of things that I used to do. This is something that's completely different that this person invented. Just like having a coach I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wanted Draymond, but you took him. I gifted you Draymond. You're welcome. Um, then I took Candace Parker because she was just really good on the show. She's really good. Um, I think it's important to have not just a female perspective, but a female perspective of on basketball matters, um, not just, you know, sitting in the host chair and, and with a with a pretty face and a smile, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's actually going to talk basketball. And obviously, like, when people think about Candace Parker and analysis, everyone always thinks about, at least I think about, when um, she went on the show with Shaq. And challenged the Challenged him. Fuck not out just of challenged him, him but, like, like, she literally, like, looking yeah, like, the fuck dumbass. is talking about? The, like, do, do, I was do you like, watch? yeah, dumbass. <laughs> do you watch basketball? Like, the fuck is you? Yeah, people shoot the ball now. Did you, like, yeah, I just really enjoyed the way um, she <laughs> no, interacted no, no, with him. No, 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 no. Because I got ten rings. You don't know the game. But yeah, so I definitely wanted Candace. Um Dwayne Wade is somebody that I have immense respect for, not only just as a um like an analyst and a player, but just the way and I don't know where he started from, but as particularly in his post career, the way he's kind of evolved and opened himself up to like alternative visions of on the world, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure his daughter has helped to that within a lot. Um, but just, you know, he seems so, like, calm, cool, and collected and assured in who he is. Um, and he has a great basketball mind, obviously one of the best scorers of all time. Um, great IQ, all of that good stuff. So I think Dwayne Wade, he has a lot of interesting things to say. And he's just a cool dude to have. Um, and then the last one was Rashad Phillips, just because I wanted to bring somebody that was outside of the – mainstream media world but was doing a really good job in basketball media that's also why i had kenny beecham on my list Mm because it was like these people deserve shots at this um and and there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on that prevents people from getting shots like this but people like rashad phillips like devin williams like kenny beecham who's another one um rusty buckets is a little bit like lower tier on youtube but like that's somebody that like you know it's relatively entertaining people like that deserve shots it's like they're they're doing the same sort of grind no they didn't go to journalism school no they didn't play in the nba no they don't know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody but they're doing the work they're watching the games they're creating with what they have at their disposal and i have a lot of respect for that so i definitely wanted to see somebody from the outside of sports media or mainstream sports media get a shot at it and the best one doing it right now is Rashad Phillips. That dude, mm-hmm. everybody knows Rashad knows his shit. So yeah, yeah. But okay, so my question is like having like Phil Jackson with that panel. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel like the, the chemistry would be? The chemistry is probably like when you talk about your minus is that not having people who've done media. My minus is definitely like how entertaining is this going to be? You know what I mean? I like Candace is like. You know, just between the three, like, it's yeah. easy to, it's, Candace was entertaining when she was, like, looking at a stupid motherfucker, like, okay, you're saying stupid <laughs> shit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when all of them are saying smart stuff, is it just going to be, like, a really quality discussion? Which is, like, that's kind of what I wish it would be in general, but I know the masses need their entertainment, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how entertaining this would be, but, you know, as soon as differences in opinion come up, I'm sure there's something there, but I couldn't sit up here and tell yeah. you, like, these four people definitely are going to be entertaining. Yeah. Like on like on my show, I already know KG's gonna be like, "Hey CP, how you feel about Rondo telling you that you're never gonna win a ring and that he has a ring?" KG would definitely be such an instigator. Bro. <laughs> like an he would instigator. literally be like, "Damn, just like shit, I am." And, and I, I think <laughs> I think that's why I I'm kind of like I'm attracted to his personality. It's like because that's how I would be. Like I would be instigating the 
fuck out of these two players. He's like, CP, didn't Rondo spit, Did it, spit Rondo? in your face? <laughs> that couldn't be me. If somebody spit in my face, I'd beat the shit out of him. Damn, that's just me, though. <laughs> didn't Brandon Ingram... Uh, Brandon Ingram, he's actually on the show today. Uh, yeah. he <laughs> hey, Brandon. <laughs> hey, Brandon. You that's know. funny. Um, what was I going to say? And also, because he's so, like, you know I mean? Masculine, whatever. Like, he's physically imposing, so it's like yeah. it's not like those two are going to be able to check yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, he can yeah. just kind of say whatever's like, what? Exactly. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's going to be cool. And KG, cool. I mean, KG's like a great actor, too. Like, we see, we yes. saw oh, him yeah. in like Uncut yes. Gems. Yeah. Like, he's great. That's, that's camera a person. Who was your host? Richard Jefferson? Richard and Jefferson. So you got funny, too. I, so, I like your line. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Richard Jefferson's hilarious. And uh, he also he finds a way to control it. Also, by also, uh, um, okay. And this is a problem that I have with some hosts. Okay, it's not that I want you to be quiet, but if you don't have anything kind of like interesting or intriguing to offer, it's like I don't know, bro. Like I, I, I don't know. But when, when it's it's a former player like Richard Jefferson who has something to say, but won't overlap like the actual personalities on the show mm -hmm. that's that's something that i can mess mm -hmm. with that's yeah. something i can yeah mess i definitely with. agree i like that yeah i mean before i get into my thought process i think with the host thing like having kind of like how first day does it where molly just like sits there like says one thing and then just like you know retreats i feel like it's such a waste of space and it's like it's almost like disrespectful to them yeah, being on tv yes. for them it's yeah. like and did you did y'all see this is kind of besides the point sorry to cut you off but like when I forget who's the host of Undisputed, but she tried to say something. Jen, like, Jenny, oh, Jenny Taft tried to say something to Skip oh, Bayless because yeah, like, Skip Bayless said something about Mike McCarthy's yeah. weight. Yeah, mm -hmm. because and he was like, saying Skip was looking at her like the fuck. Did you just speak? I was like, yeah. what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah. like, she got something to say, and it was like insightful. It was like, yeah, yeah. what you yeah. just said was problematic as fuck. You can't go around like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't think he can be the head coach because he's heavy. What? Like, like that was the dumbest shit you done said, and she called you on it, and mm -hmm. like, yeah, that was just yeah. silly. Yeah, yeah, and just in general, like. Having a host who who says like twenty seconds and stuff and you know goes in the background is like, it's a waste of space in that you know sometimes these hosts are are very like smart and also if you know if if that's not what they want to do you can bring in someone and that's who's capable of you know reading a teleprompter and watching the clock and, and that, also yeah. providing original thoughts and that's why them. Rachel Nichols like she made sure at the start of the show at or at the start of the segment oh yeah she did her like she monologue. read like three minutes bro I was like. When is this gonna like th that? That's going to the other end of the spectrum. Like you can interject like your thoughts and stuff um, in the discussions, but I don't know if you want to be talking for the first five minutes of the you know show. She had to, she know, you know, she had to insert herself in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my thought process is that like if I was a TV producer, and maybe this is you know like corporate brain, but like you kind of want like I'm kind of risk adverse. You know, like you want to put dudes that I've seen on screen, on shows, in that sort of environment, look good while doing it. And that was my sort of criteria. Because, like, I, I like your boldness with, you know, Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, but it's, like, you, you don't want something that could potentially really, like, not work and flame out. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with, like, the Phil Jackson. Like, I've seen him on TV, like, a few times, but never in, like, a show environment. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, I really wanted Draymond Green because – you know, like he is like the active player, but he's also like really good at media. He's also really knowledgeable, but he's also he also can be like very entertaining and, and he has some good relationships and hostile relationships with, you know, different entities around the league. Mm -hmm. So it's like and then of course like Draymond did the interview with K D. Like he's he he's kind of a you know, Swiss Army knife at this. So I was like, Yeah, I definitely wanted Draymond Green. I will say game. that with the Draymond Green pick, I think I focused too much on my own taste than on the 
than on the audience. Because you don't like Draymond. I don't. I don't want Draymond on my fucking show. But you know, he is entertaining to a lot of people. You know, so you're just, not. You're not. Um, that's how the shit works anyway. Like that's, that's, that's what they do. Like, like, if I like him, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's fair. Um, and then Jalen Rose, like Jalen Rose has been doing he's good. TV he's good. for like that was a good pick. years, years, years. I, I thought about yeah, I yeah. thought about. And it's like, he's sort of an unsung hero on these shows because like I think just because he's been doing it for so long that no one even thinks about him. But like he doesn't get in anybody's way. Like he mm-hmm. he doesn't manufacture anything really. Like I I will say the reason why I didn't pick him is be even though I chose all players and players when they transition to media, they're known to be too nice to players. Right, but I, I think I chose people who kind of talk their own mm-hmm. kind of crap and, and say how they feel. Jalen Rose is a dude who I I really enjoy. I, I do enjoy watching him and do enjoy his takes, but I feel like he's too nice sometimes. That's true. Yeah, he he is pretty non-combative. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, but, but I guess you get that with Draymond. I think that's so. what makes him a breath of fresh air for me, honestly. Like, yeah, in in that sort of show environment, maybe that's not the best thing to have because you want disagreements and you want debates but yeah mm-hmm. Jalen Rose is probably one of the best out there in sports media just because it's like yeah not everything's got to be a damn like hot take yeah, exactly, whatever, right? or yeah. fucking I hate you <laughs> I hate you no yeah like, and then I pick Shanae because she's been on a lot of ESPN shows on the jump during the off really season good. yeah on the jump like and I think she can host too like I I feel like I remember her like doing the hosting thing for for some show I forget mm. but like as sort of a de facto host who I think can handle, you know, being so able to she's your host. Yeah, have like the producer in her ear and you know being able to like transition to topics. But also, you know, she's very smart. Like she knows her basketball stuff and she, you know, is not scared to give her takes about it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the perfect sort of like ideal, like what I imagine as a host. But really, you're just another like analyst on a show. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Shams. Um, first of all, like that's out of left field for me. I didn't understand that one. Like I'm a fan. Like ESPN loves putting Woj on the shows just because he gets the most Can't like Twitter stand. clicks, not right? Can't but stand the, but the thing is, like Woj is not like not to be disrespectful. Like doesn't have a face for TV. Doesn't have the not a face. Doesn't have the wow. the acting abilities for. You know, I'll just say he's not that because, intriguing of a personality. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not that either. And it's like stick to reporting. I don't want to hear your thoughts. But but that's another like, reason why I don't like reporting. Well, go ahead, do your spiel. The thing is, like I I don't think Woj particularly wants. The screen time, like maybe he does because he wants, you know, exposure. Mm-hmm. But the truth is ESPN wants him there because he gets like 100K likes on every tweet he sends, even if it's about like some European player signing a two-way deal, you know. So it's like I understand that if you had Shams, who, you know, is in a similar boat as Woj, if you put him on TV, like one that brings in like the insider reporting perspective. And I know there's there's some issues like, you know, with, with the whole insider reporting thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like it is kind of cool to have that sort of person on TV. And like I've heard Shams on, on podcasts in The Athletic and he and he's not like an insider reporter on those podcasts at all. Like he's a really good talker. Um, Like he he actually like knows his shit about basketball, which is the thing. Mm-hmm. But he also like brings in a perspective where it's like what I've been hearing is that like this coach, blah, 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 blah. And then he can talk about, like, the implications about, like, why this would work, why this wouldn't work. And also, like, I mean, he has, like, you know, good hair. Like, he got, like, he does. I'm, I'm just saying, like, bro, he has a face for TV. you on this aesthetic shit, bro. Like, like, I don't know about that one. It, it matters, though, right? Like It shouldn't, and it doesn't. Uh, I think in an ideal world, it doesn't, honestly. I'm I, saying, like, I've, I've heard Shams on, like, podcasts that, like, he's a really good talker. And I think he has a lot more to offer than just 
breaking news on Twitter. So that like that's why I kind of want to, you know, put them in one like one of the chairs in the end, you know, like the, the people in the end of the tables are always like the unique perspective ones. Like he's going to be like the insider perspective. I think the most real the current unique perspective for TNT. I think the most realistic <laughs> show is Eddie's. And then I don't know which one's more realistic, mine or Reagan's. Yours would be really hard to pull off because you got to cough up a lot of money to those yeah. dudes to get them to want to do that. Um. What was I gonna say? And we didn't even think about budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shelly, probably mine would take a lot of money too. Maybe not that much. But um about Shams, I just don't I've never been a fan of people who told the line of analysis and reporting just because it gets very blurry. And it's like, okay, is this opinion or is it fact? You know? And then what ends up happening is people run out these infographics. Shams said that he thinks that I don't think K D likes being in Brooklyn, you know, it, exactly. did he tell you like, that? Oh shit! Now it's like, oh, did he tell like, you that or exactly? You know. And I think if you do do that, and you're gonna tote that line. Um, somebody that I don't think does a very good job of it is is um Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, okay, well, are you telling me like what's happening, or are you telling me what you're hearing? So yes, I think you have to be very, very rigiding, rigiding, rigid in how you approach that. It's like, this is what I think. This is what I know keep those things separate and that's why i think you just should have analysis and now they see analysts excuse me and reporters those should be separate because when you blur the two it makes the audience a little bit confused especially for people who don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck they're watching because a lot of basketball fans don't know what the fuck you're watching i can i can i, I can understand that for sure yeah you and, and the other thing I, I just want to double down on this you definitely need people who aren't afraid to challenge takes challenge players challenge whatever and the the first person that actually came to my, i don't know his name the first person that actually came to my mind was the reporter from okc who westbrook always got oh. in an argument with like i'm not saying you need it to that extent but when i, I and i'm just doubling down on, on this point because i have all players on, on my on my show when you get all players and, and even non-players, it's it, it feels like sometimes on TV, it's, is it because you actually feel that way or is it because you don't want to ruin a freaking mm-hmm. relationship, you know, yeah. a future potential sound buyer, whatever, a story? So you just really, really need people who aren't afraid to push back and ask yeah. tough questions. And, it, and it's not always like players that are always going to be nice to other players. Like what I really don't want on my show is like a Chris Haynes who's, you know, like release. literally can't like for, for the Ooh. sake of my job i cannot say no bad shit about somebody yeah it's like yeah. he's he's releasing damian lillard's album <laughs> you know like i think you're a little too close at that point but yeah, yeah. it's like you definitely want you know want you want a rob parker <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> um I, I will say for mine like i do feel like that i don't know mine's like a very mellow show i don't know it's like a very like you're not gonna get a whole lot of sound bites off the show that are gonna be like yeah. oh, shit, <laughs> let me uh like this is like really entertaining but it's gonna be like if i sit down and watch this i'm gonna learn something you know what i mean um so i mean i guess there's something to be said for that i kind of i feel like if tnt were to take one of our rosters it's that one uh julio's yeah um i like yours i think they would take that one you think so no tnt would take because tnt, TNT would take- is like very player driven you know like I think more, okay. more forward thinking than ESPN. I mean, hell, and, hell, TNT got two of my folks already. <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Kansas Parker. But who knows? Um, it, I think this is just an interesting thought exercise to like just encourage people to think differently about 
what sports media has been and what it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, it ain't got to be the same old cookie cutter shit that we've done yeah. seen for the past yeah. decade that's been devel- devolving into like. Damn, bah, 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 I, I bah, forgot. Bah, I, bah, I forgot. Bah, 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 I forgot to. I forgot to. Uh, man, uh, since I was the first pick, I should have done it. I was gonna say like Skip Bayless, and I wanted to see your guys' faces. <laughs> Damn, bro, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> with the first pick. I, I, no, I, I was gonna say like Skip Bayless, and then there's you gonna know, there be been folks out there like good pick, good and then, pick, and then there's good gonna, answer, good answer. There's gonna be like an awkward silence because you guys are like, um, I would have busted out laughing because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd have known you was bullshit. Nobody yeah. want him on TV no more, bro. Yeah, like it's 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 ugly out here. Bro. And we do talk a lot about you know, unlike a lot of other NBA pods, it's like like we talk about you know media stuff as much like not as much, but. Mm. Just just as much as we care about, like, you know, the players and, 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 you know, how they play, like, the media stuff also matters, especially us being, like, you know, media-oriented students. Right. So I think this was pretty cool because we have criticized the media a lot, but we haven't really done anything that try to, that puts ourselves in, in like, that sort of shoe and yeah. says, like, go put a show together, you know? So right. that's, yeah, it's interesting. 100%. J.J. Reddick would have been another one. I didn't even think of that. J.J. Reddick would be good on a show. True. Shoot the ball. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> now, just shoot it. He should have shot it. Which one would you got if you had to rank them? Which one would you tune in to watch? Ooh, I definitely would tune in to watch yours. I definitely would tune in to watch yours. One hundred percent. I'm trying to see somebody get spat in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I def- like, I, yeah, I definitely would. Like, let's say this was like debuting, like new season, like new like lineup. Yours would get the most buzz. It would get the most views. It'd probably be the most entertaining, and it would have mm-hmm. basketball analysis on there too. Yeah, I think I yours say, is probably like, the best. I'll say like I would watch yours, but. It's like very high variance, you know, like it, it's very possible that like no one, you know, no one can keep it going. Like there's not a lot of substance to it and that Whoa. it's hard to run. With CP and Rondo? Not, not that it doesn't have substance, but like they get too caught up, like not talking about basketball stuff. And <laughs> they start talking about like what their careers were like and how in 2011 they, you know, like it's going to be a lot of like reminiscing. Underrated aspect of yours as well is the fact that Chris Paul, former Players Association president. That's another perspective mm-hmm. that I think is True. important to have. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I would definitely tune into it, but like if it doesn't have staying power, mm-hmm. then I'd probably go with mine. You know, okay, kind of biased, but <laughs> Shanae, so Shanae, Draymond Shams, and who? Uh, Jalen Rose. Oh yeah, that's that's, a, that's pretty good. That's another one where I'm not sure if the chemistry's there. Yeah, it's, um, it'd be interesting. That's true, but that's true. Yeah, I, I like, I like mine. I like, like mine a lot. Cause you're just gonna get like really, really good basketball acumen. You're gonna get like, I don't know. I think maybe perhaps it's too much of a divergence to where it's like, yeah, it's completely putting the entertainment shit on the back burner and just focusing on what I think matters is the basketball. Um, but maybe it's a little bit more niche. But I think that just gives you like a really strong show, and you know, I'm sure they'd find ways to make it entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. They might have to put it in the 11 p.m. time slot instead of the <laughs> instead of the, the okay. 2 p.m. I'm staying up to watch. I'm staying up to watch for sure. Who's okay? We talked about current players a little. Also, want before we go a name for our shows, but I also wanted to ask like, who are some like young players right now that we think would be really good in the future? To offer one, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. That's a very obvious one. Mm-hmm. I hmm. A young player right now that would be really good on TV in the future mm-hmm. is CJ McCollum young. I would give you CJ. I think that's, CJ that's kind of a cop cool. out because he's like done he's that like, stuff already. Yeah. I think CJ would be cool. I think 
Um, who else we have here? Pretty Something cool. tells me, like, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, like, you know, did the yeah, right in the Players Association. Yeah, he's cool. He's solid. I'm trying to think of who else would be like. I was like, there's players right now that are like angling themselves toward doing media stuff, right? And I'm trying to think of names that are doing that. Hmm. So, okay, he, here's a name that I think some people wouldn't agree with, and he's not young at all, but it's it's KD. And my thing with KD is that he's quiet, he's reserved. So when you look at him, he's not very TV esque. But when you get him talking, he has a lot of. Good I, he has a lot to yeah. say. I just wonder whether he wants to do that. Well, maybe not on my show, but on something started at Thirty Five Ventures, maybe. I think yeah, mm-hmm. if it was a lot more intimate and he got to like dictate what he's talking about like, and yeah. who comes like on the show like barbershop. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, yeah, so th- that's that's one name that I would throw out there. Just and again, like if you brought him on an ESPN show, he would be quiet as hell. He wouldn't want to say anything, and he would just be like, "That's a dumb question," or mm-hmm. like just say dumb, like just sound bites like that. But if you got him in a space where he was comfortable in, that that's that's a guy I really really like. Yeah, or like g- give Kyrie a space to. Tell all the, his uh, Kyrie is somebody that I almost like Kanye West, not that egregious, right? Like not give, Kanye give, West egregious. Give him a space like, to just talk I about. I want to hear what you got to say about. Not even about conspiracies, just like what's going on in your head, like because yeah. I feel like it probably makes more sense than it make than it seems from just sound bites here. And, and that, there. that's a guy I actually like considered, but then when I thought about like. I want guys that have a little feud going. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, and I Kyrie, Kyrie going to be looking at the tape. He'll be like, his chakra's fucked up. No, I can see it. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. it's all fucked up. And, and, fucked up. and uh, the other thing that I wanted to aim for were, was uh, not only former players, but point guards. Yeah. I just think there, there's some, you know, dudes, obviously, with the Greg Anthony thing and uh, the other name I said, yeah. I, I forgot. But just going to have to adjust the, you know, chair heights a little bit I to know. even it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, they, they they make Skip and Shannon look like the same. That's true. At, at least on the same level, and Skip is like five six. So. Yeah, but Shannon be wearing them tight ass suits, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I swear that man like breathes in too much. It's fucking everything's going up. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I would say also Jaw like Jaw seems like a type of interesting personality. That's that a different might. show though. I, I think he would probably have a lot, but like he would have some really good insight. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I wouldn't put him on that format of a show. It would be like a more of a um, all the smoke type of shit mm-hmm. that I would put John on. Just because John might light up a blunt on your ass. So I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> he might light up a blunt on TNT. They blow. Like, we can't do that. I'm sorry. But uh, PJ Tucker maybe. That'd be interesting. Oh. That would be interesting. I like PJ Tucker. That would be really interesting. Jimmy honestly. Butler. Very confrontational. That's a. I I like I like the PJ Tucker one though. I'm gonna, like say, Tucker. I'm gonna say Giannis is a surprisingly like good talker. Like the whole thing in the press conference, and he was like, "The past is the ego, the future is." That was insightful. No, yeah, I, think... I was like, "Did you just make a <laughs> make that?" <laughs> <up?"> <laughs> I was like, 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 where did that come from? Um, what else? Who? I mean, I don't know. Just throwing names out at this point. But what would be a name for your show? Oh shoot. Yeah, I don't have any. I, I don't have any idea. I would just be hooping holler. <laughs> That's trademarked, Julio. You can't yeah. do it. That's Julio came out with this show, bro. Like, somebody recruited him off this podcast and was like, we're going to do this. You're going to produce it. It's called Hooping. <laughs> TNT presents Hooping Holler. You're like, what the fuck? Shoot. That, that's tough. What, what are all the names of the NBA shows? Inside the, the NBA. Inside the NBA. NBA Today. NBA Today. What, what's the Jalen Rose one? 
NBA oh, Jalen Jacoby. Yeah, NBA Countdown. NBA Countdown. Yeah, there's no there's no creative. There's names no creative name. I would just be NBA Live because no one took. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a good name. NBA Now. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say some cheesy like the Rebels. I don't know. The fuck? <laughs> sounds the like hell, a- you trying to This sounds like a, 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 the opposite end of the Civil War. So this sounds like <laughs> TNT. Sounds like Ole Miss. TNT presents the, the Rebels. Rebels. Fucking <laughs> Jefferson Davis. What, what the hell is the dude? Jefferson. What, Robert E. Lee? No, Robert E. Oh, Lee and then the shit. damn fucking Jefferson. I don't know. I had to learn this shit. I went to school in the South, bro. Anyways. The uh, war of Northern Aggression. The war. That, bro. We ain't got to get into all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think this is an interesting show. I'm glad we did this. Yep. Um, that'll probably end it for this episode, but just a heads up, if you've tuned in this far, coming down the line, it's only about a month away till the season starts, so we will be giving our patented conference predictions and our top 10 player list like we do every year. This is our third season now, which is which is sort that of is insane. That is wild. Like, wow. But there'll definitely be some, you know, interesting... Like, I feel like those are the most fun episodes of the year for me. Like, I love doing those shows. So be sure to be tuned into that. We'll, we'll be on social media. Julio, watch this. Um, on Instagram oh. and Twitter. Damn, wow. that shit crazy. Damn. That shit crazy. That's, <laughs> that, that's that 45%. That's that 40%. I'm sparking it. I'm telling y'all. For I those, hit two in the game last night. For those that are listening, Reagan just threw a, a napkin into a trash can. Like, okay. like Zaire Williams, right? That shit, did, did it touch rim? It didn't. Nope. Straight in there. He did get in the trash and not the recycling though. He doesn't care about the environment. Yeah. Um, it's all a sham. It's not individual responsibility. It's the corporations. That's what needs to change. Let's get into it. Anyways, you can find <laughs> us on you can find us on social media at hoop, hoop and Holler Pod uh, or Hoop Holler Pod on Instagram and Twitter on TikTok at Hoop and Holler. That's the letter N Hoop and Holler. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning into this media special, and we will catch you next time. This has been the Hoop and Holler podcast.